Chapter 2 A six-foot bobby having a quick pee at the end of his shift is not easily concealed in the centre of a compact city, but the still thick canopy of leaves on the chestnut in front of King's College Chapel was up to the task. Police Constable Risby thoughtfully buttoned up the flies of his uniform trousers and listened to a cracked college bell sounding the hour. He was trying to make sense of what he'd just seen. He'd had the central city beat entirely to himself since three o'clock. A good, quiet spell of duty it had turned out to be. He'd expected worse. Mischief Knight, they'd always called All Hallows' Eve when he was a kid before the war. There was a craziness that got into folk these dark evenings after the clocks went back an hour. Even the governor had thought to remind him of the date. Last day of October, constable. Witches, ghoulies, and long-leggedy beasties. You may expect a selection of various frightful apparitions about the town tonight. Put a spare pair of handcuffs on your belt and stand no nonsense. Haul them in and leave them to sleep it off down in the cooler. I'll deal with any spirits that have missed the witching hour myself when I get in. I've booked the magistrate. He'd thought the students at least would have been up to something. But if they had, he hadn't spotted it. A few drunken party-goers in masks and costumes had joked with him in an amicable way, and he'd managed to hang on to his helmet and his truncheon, always the targets of trophy hunters. His last contact with student revellers had occurred just before three o'clock, when he'd warned a group of young men that a college bulldog was on the trail and advancing at a brisk pace down the passage. Good-humouredly, he had given them a leg up over the tall, wrought-iron fence in a secret place where he knew the spikes had been tampered with, and had seen them safely inside the college grounds before the official came puffing along. Risby didn't care much for students, but he cared far less for self-important college policemen. And that was it for excitement, until, in the middle of his pee, he'd noticed the cycle light wobbling towards him down Trinity Street. He'd just been able to make out the flying nurse's cape and woolly hat of that new lady doctor, the big, good-looking redhead who joined the medical practice in Trumpington Street only yards from where he was loitering. She was going at quite a lick on her Raleigh tourer, he noticed. Returning to base after working the night shift, Risby wanted to know how anyone could think that was acceptable. It was no duty to give a woman. He had a fellow feeling for anyone grafting through the small hours, and watched her as, abruptly, she turned off the main parade and dived down the snicket into Pease Passage. Now why would she do that at this time of night? Or was it day? Risby was uneasy. A rum place, that little square by the church. Bad feeling to it. He always found himself patrolling at a quickened pace through those little alleys surrounding... Now, what was its name? All Hallows. That was it. Making the connection, Risby was suddenly alert. This was All Hallows' Eve. The constable shuddered, remembering his superintendent's lip-smacking evocation of the sinister goings-on one might encounter on this night. Some rubbish about malicious spirits tearing through the thin veil that separated the living from the dead. 
load of superstitious codswallop. But P.C. Risby reckoned that if, if, any veil-tearing was to occur in Cambridge, that would be just the spot for it. And on this night of all nights, his duty was to check the church surroundings, open the door and take a quick look inside. They still kept valuables in there, trusting to the sanctified aura to protect them. Fools! He vaulted over the wall into the parade, pulled his truncheon from his long pocket and, grasping it firmly in his hand, crossed the road. A single woman could scare herself silly or even come to real harm down there. And it wasn't going to happen on his watch. Be it old Nick the Devil or old Dave the Dosser, anyone he found causing mayhem or offence would feel the weight of twelve inches of English oak across his skull.